0: hello and welcome back to another episode of the most delicious life podcast i'm your host hannah some of you might know me from instagram as HannahRoseFit, and i am an online training nutrition and mindset coach i'm a personal trainer and i'm also your go-to girly for all things hype and confident, and I hope that you have all been having the most amazing week. If you live in Queensland, I hope that you've had an awesome, awesome long weekend and you've got lots of rest in, or maybe you went to Groove in the Moo. Actually, anywhere in Australia, maybe you all went to Groove in the Moo if you were down in Victoria, I think. I think Victoria had theirs over this weekend as well, um, but yeah, I hope that it's just been delightful. Um, it has definitely been cold up here in, in Queensland though, so how is everybody faring with that weather? I know that Victoria has been cold for a while now. Um, sorry to any New South Wales listeners, I don't know what's going on there nor do i know what's going on anywhere else in the country except for queensland and vic um but i hope everybody is surviving the weather happy um may everybody as well new month vibes has anybody set any new intentions or reaffirmed old intentions or goals? I am still yet to do mine, but that is a-okay. I definitely don't like having the pressure of needing to do these things like on the first day of the month. Um, or it doesn't count. I think it can it can be done at any point during the month. I or guess at any point in that first week, those first couple of days of the month, I will definitely be. Um, just setting out some goals, some, I guess, habits that I want to focus on definitely either in like today or the next couple days. And I I would definitely recommend doing it as well. It just allows you to have a little bit more direction with how you want your month to go. And then it's not going to get to June. And again, you're like, wow, what did I achieve? I haven't actually gotten one step closer to like being that person that I want to be. Um, So, you know, from the top of my mind, what would go on my, my habits and goals list. I definitely think achieving maximum, I'm um, sorry, minimum four sessions in the gym for me. That's a big one. I also think continuing to eat nourishingly. I've done that really, really freaking well, um, all of April. And it just has made me feel so fucking powerful. So good, so much better in my body, so much more confident. Like literally I think I kind of started back on my bullshit, maybe like three or four weeks ago. So probably towards the start of April, um, it was after Easter. That's right. It was after Easter. And honestly, since then I have just felt so much more in control of myself. It's, it's been, it's been fucking awesome. So really just like continuing on that trajectory. I also want to keep making reading a priority guys. I don't know if, if I've, I don't think I've spoken about it too much on my Instagram actually but I have been reading like crazy the past, I guess like the past week. I think I said in last week's episode that I went to the bookshop and I didn't find anything. Well, on Wednesday, I freaking dragged myself um, to the bookstore, to to a different town's bookstore, um, because let's be honest, I was not going to order something online because number one, I'm too impatient. And number two, I actually really, really enjoy going into the bookstore. And I think this is really important. Like take note of the processes and the mundane activities in your life that you actually really enjoy. So for instance, if you actually really fucking enjoy going to the supermarket and doing your grocery shopping, yet you always order your groceries online. Why are you taking that experience away from yourself? So I really enjoy going to the bookstore, not knowing what's going to be there. Is the book that I want to read going to be there? And I know some people will hate that, but I always go with like a big list and I generally have like, oh, this is the book I want to read. And I'm just like excited. Is that going to be there? Is it not going to be there? What other kind of books will I find? Is something going to jump out of me on the shelf that, you know, I saw on somebody's Instagram and I'm like, wow, that's not on my list yet. So I just fucking love that experience. I just love being in the bookstore. So I went and did that and I picked up a book called Really Good Actually by, I think it's by Monica Heensey, Heine, He something like that. You'll find it. Really Good Actually, it's called. And oh my Lord, I literally finished that book in I think like five days. I fucking whizzed through it and it just, it just made me feel like, yes, I'm really entering like my winter book fucking girly era and I'm so here for it. And I think that's another thing is like, how comfortable are you with like exploring the different versions of yourself that different times of the year might bring out? Because, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's so nice to read in the summer. You take your book down the beach and you lay on the beach. And it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But are you Adaptable as well to be able to have that in a different scenario. Can you sit on the couch with a tea, with a good book, with a blanket, and read then? Or are you like the opposite. You only read in the winter, and then in the summer you you struggled to read because you don't actually take the time to prioritize it and slow down. And this could be could be with anything. This could be with you know getting enough um, fruit and veg in because in the summer you put your fruit in smoothies, and then in the winter you just don't reach for it because you're not making it a priority. Right? It could be you know exercise going. Through For walks. Oh, it's raining in the winter. So I just don't go for walks. Okay, cool. Can we either, you know, go prioritize walks when it's not raining or could we use a treadmill? Could we, could we go for a run like to get our steps in quicker? Like how can you pivot? So I think that's something that I've been really reflecting on this week with reading and kind of being like, what is this new version of myself? What is she like? Who is she? Because I think every single year, every single season, we are so different. And for myself in particular, there's just been a lot of growth in the past, like two years and a lot of really healthy growth in the past year, nine months, six months for myself, like really since like 2023, there's been a lot of healthy growth. Um, so I'm just fucking here for it. I've just started reading um Daisy Jones and the six. And I got so many messages on Instagram when I posted that on my story. So many people loving the TV show. So many people loving the book. Um, so I'm super excited to get fully fucking stuck into that. It's just delicious. Isn't it guys? Like literally, the most delicious life. It is just amazing. And I always try and romanticize my time with a good book. So, you know, I'm like amazing. I'm sitting on my green couch. I've got my delicious T2 tea that I know I spend too much money on, but I don't care because it is delicious in my life. I, if there's sunshine, we'll go sit outside, um, in a blanket if I need to, if it's cold, you know, like make it feel special. Make it feel special because you get to have the mundane activities of life. You get to have downtime and it gets to be special. Downtime does not have to be boring. It shouldn't be a moment when you want to pick up your phone because I'm bored and I need that hit of dopamine. Your whole mundane activity should be that hit of dopamine. It's not just the book that I'm reading that makes me feel excited, that gives me that dopamine, that gives me that rush. It's the whole experience. Like I said, it's my couch, it's the tea, it's the blanket, it's what I'm wearing. Like it's everything. And I I just next time you guys are in that kind of situation, it doesn't even have to be reading a book, but next time you're in that situation where you're almost finding yourself bored because you're just you're just doing this mundane activity, just take a pause for a second before you like pick up your phone and actually try to make something in that environment feel fucking delicious and just feel amazing and make you feel special and that it's not so mundane. Okay. So that was a tangent about, deliciousness and books that I did not expect to go on. But anyway, how has my week been? My week's been, my week's been, oh my godly gosh, my week has been good guys. I feel just quite neutral, not mellow, but just quite neutral. And I think right now I'm a little bit nervous as well because this podcast episode is going to be a bit of a vulnerable one speaking about my journey on Birth control. Um, so that's kind of where my vibes are right now. But before I get into that, I will give you guys a recap of my week and my weekend because I know there's quite a few of you who really like listening to that. So last week, not too much happened. Um, I had a buy from soccer, which actually was super perfect because it meant I got to go out for dinner with the Amplify Your Glow Up Project girlies on Friday night, which was so much fun guys. So much fun. We went to El Camino. Um, we, well, I didn't really, but you know, there were margaritas, there were tacos, there were nachos. It was just a vibe. It is honestly so much fun hanging out with this group of people. And I just love seeing the connections, um, that have grown and the friendships that are there. It was so much fun. Um, everybody who had a partner brought their partner along and it was just, it was just a great night. Like I really, I can't, I don't want to say much else. Um, but it was just a wonderful, wonderful night. And like I left with my cheeks and my abs sore from just laughing so much, which I think is a very good sign of a very fucking good night. Um, Then on Saturday, it was just a busy day, guys. It was just a busy day. Uh, Pete and I were here there and everywhere. We were just running errands. We were on one side of the sunny coast and then back to the other side and then back to the other side again. Um, So yeah, we were just all over the place, but we did buy um, two new plants for our indoor plant collection. We got three new pots, um, which I'm fucking obsessed with. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, I bought more tea from T2. Um, I went jeans shopping and didn't find any jeans that I liked or wanted, which is just the most annoying thing in the world because I have this universal gift voucher from like when I returned something to universal last year. And I really wanted to use it and buy myself jeans, but they just didn't fit right. So if anybody has any recommendations on jeans, I'm looking for like a baggy, a baggy fit, but I also don't want it to sit on my hip bones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just not about the low rise jean. I'm just not about it. It does not have to be ultimate, a super high waist, but I just don't want it to sit on my hips guys. I want it. I wanted to sit around. I wanted to sit around my waist. I'm just, let's be honest. Let's be real. Um, so it was just impossible. I was very frustrated, but yeah, if you guys have any recommendations, let me know. Cause I swear I tried on like nine fucking pairs of jeans. So there's that. Um, and then Saturday, we ended up going out for dinner with our other friends, which was awesome. Um, Pete went and played golf with some of the boys and I went and got a coffee um, with my friend Sof, which was just the best freaking time. The best time, you know, when you just like hang out with someone and you're just like, my heart is so fucking full right now. Like my heart is so full. I just got all of the friendship and the connection vibes that I, that I needed that I didn't even know I was lacking. Like you don't even have to be lacking, but your cup just gets like overfilled. And it was just such an awesome time. I fucking love spending, like hanging out with her. Um, that was beautiful. And then we caught up with everybody else and went out for dinner. We had this delicious Indian. Um, it was just so nice. It was just so wholesome. Um, like literally, it's not very often that I feel like you go out for you, like personally, like I go out with my friends and there's nobody drinking alcohol, but there was literally no one at this table drinking. And it was just, it was just so nice. It was, it was awesome. Very, very wholesome Saturday night. And then, like I said, guys, we had um, a public holiday on Monday. So Sunday and Monday, we just. Super chill days. Um, I actually went and watched on Sunday two of my clients um in a powerlifting competition, which was so much fun. Um, one of the personal trainers at my gym, he runs powerlifting comps, and I had two clients in that two nutrition clients, um, one doing her first ever powerlifting comp, and she absolutely blew it out the water. She did fucking incredible. I'm so proud of both of them. I'm actually so proud of all the three girls who, who competed in that comp. And it was just so clear that they were competing for themselves and not against anybody else. Um, it was a really fucking wholesome, wholesome time. Um, and then on Monday, I, I literally just went to the gym and I just sat on my, sat on my balcony and looked at the ocean all day. And I did work guys. I just content created. I, paid and I went on got an ice cream for like a late lunch, although ice cream is not lunch. It definitely was yesterday. Um, and guys, this is what I really, really wanted to talk about. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that Monday night I dropped the launch of my girls night in and you know, girls night in 2.0. Um, if you, you, if you've been here since the start. So Girls Night In is a live event that's going to be held at World Gym Caloundra, but non-members, members, anybody is invited. However, it is for girlies only. It is for girlies only because it is essentially a community event. And that's exactly what I wanted to create when I did my first ever Girls Night In. And I feel like Glow Up Coaching has just only continued to move into this era of like creating community and creating connections and creating friendships. And that's seriously what the girls night in does. So it is an in-person event where I will talk for about 60 ish minutes on a particular topic and I'm so excited because this girl's not in we're going to be talking about the menstrual cycle we're going to be talking about hormones we're going to be talking about everything that you never learned in fucking health class in high school because health classes were shit I don't know about anybody else but my health class sucked I learned nothing in high school so we're going to be talking about all of that we're going to be talking about this concept of cycle syncing that keeps floating around on social media that I feel like so many people have questions about we're also going to be talking about female health conditions such as endometriosis and PCOS. Um, And honestly, just like the frequently asked questions that I was getting throughout the Amplify Your Glow project. So I'm using a lot of inspiration from that because during that project, it kind of like, I guess, re-came to my attention just how little people know about their own bodies, about the female cycle, about literally like what the different phases of the menstrual cycle even are and it really made me reflect on like well I didn't used to know what these things were because again I didn't get taught in high school I had to find out through my own research I had to find out incidentally through social media and you know unless you've got the desire to sit down and google these things and decipher all the information you're just not going to learn and that was a really big issue that a lot of the girls in the project were having is that they found that there was too much information that they didn't know what to believe and what was important. And if something was true or something wasn't true, because a lot of it sounds like conspiracy. And I think that also goes down to what we were told about our bodies. And that was really not fucking much. So a lot of it sounds like it can't be true. A lot of it sounds that it actually is fake when a lot of what is out there actually isn't. But I think in particular, when it comes to things like women's health conditions, such as endo or PCOS, it's almost about choosing your fight. You know, how big of a fight do you want to go for? But also what's going to be the first step and what's not going to be us skipping to like level 10, for instance. I hope that's making sense. So at the Girls' Night In, you're going to be surrounded by so many like-minded people. There's going to be snacks. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be time to chit-chat and you know, network afterwards. It's just going to be the funnest night. And that's what I want it to be. I want it to be like a Girls' Night In, you know, with your besties, like a night out for yourself. So that's why I've put it on Saturday, the 20th, of may it's not far away guys at 5 p.m so it is like an evening evening experience but if you do have like dinner plans or a night out on the town with your friends you can still make that So if this is sounding like something that you would like to come to, you know, maybe you have lots of questions about the menstrual cycle and about your body. Maybe you just want to be in a room with like-minded people. Maybe you just really like snacks. Um, I will leave a link to buy tickets in the show notes. So tickets are only $35. Um, They will not increase in price, so you can buy them at any time, but there are limited seats. So I don't recommend sitting on this for very long because last Girls Night In, we had 13 motherfucking people there. And I just feel after the success of the last one, this one's just going to be as big and as incredible. Um, so I hope to see you all there. It's just going to be such a fun, gorgeous night. We're thinking fairy lights. We're thinking like just the best chats ever. Oh my God. I'm okay. I'm going to stop. So this leads me into what I wanted to talk about in this podcast episode, which was my own journey on birth control specifically, but more so just like on my own, um, women's health journey. Now, I want to say at the start that I am not a women's health expert. Everything that I talk about is from my own experience and from my own research, which I am actually, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm quite good at deciphering research. I'm quite good at reading papers, at reading research and making sense of it. So that's where a lot of my education comes from. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, you know, find the answers to a lot of questions. Generally, when I have a question, it leads to another one, It leads to another one, at leads to another one. And I end up down a rabbit hole because I must know the answers. So I just want to say that right away. I'm not giving advice. To anybody. This is literally just my own story, um, my own personal experiences. I also want to say that I do not have endo or PCOS and I think that's really important to keep in mind as well. But Anyway, so like a lot of people, I jumped on birth control when I was 16. I'm pretty sure I was 16. I went and got the Implanon put in by myself. I did not tell my mom. I just went to the doctor one afternoon with my friend after school and got that put in. And it was at a really confusing time in my life. As you guys know, I've spoken about having an eating disorder in the past. And that's kind of when I got it put in. And I had it in for about six months, maybe a bit longer before I decided um, that it actually wasn't for me. And I was very, very lucky. I didn't have any consistent bleeding. I didn't have any spotting. Um, I was still getting quite regular periods. These are all on uncommon things for on on um, being on the Implanon. So I actually had a very good experience with the Implanon but it did begin to make me gain weight. But the reason that I have prefaced that this was around my eating disorder time is because after getting the Implanon put in, I also went into um, somewhat of a recovery. So it's, it is really hard for me to say whether I gained weight from the Implanon or I was gaining weight because I was eating again. But nonetheless, at the time, I blamed the Implanon and I got it taken out. I told my mom and I got it taken out. And instantly the doctor was like, okay, well, you're going to need some other form of birth control. Here's a script for the pill. And at the time I actually wasn't sure if I wanted to be on any birth control because in my mind it had, I had just making the connection of birth control makes you gain weight. And that's not what I want. Um, again, who knows what it actually was it was probably a mixture of both um but yeah in my head i was just like no i don't want to go on birth control again but that wasn't really um you know what the doctor wanted to hear he was just like cool amazing here's a script so i think i held on to that script for maybe like 4 or 5 months before i decided to go on birth control again um i started dating somebody and i was like yeah probably a good time to go on birth control i was like 17 at this point so that is exactly what I did. And I stayed on the pill until I was uh, 23. I think I was 2021. I came off the pill. Um, and I had been put on leveling. So the combination pill, um, and that is what I stayed on for the entire time. Now, again, I actually think I had quite a good experience with the pill at the beginning. And I want you to take that with a grain of salt because even the best experiences with the pill, I think that that's quite a surface level statement because there's so much going on under the surface that we probably don't even know is happening to our bodies until we come off the pill potentially, or until you're on it for such a prolonged period of time that those side effects begin to creep through. So, like I said, at the start, I was just cruising. The pill was doing its thing. I didn't skip my periods very often um, initially, but definitely as I got more comfortable with the pill, I began to skip my periods and I would always make sure to never skip two months in a row. um, But I would, I definitely, definitely skipped my periods, especially towards the end. But over time I began getting what I call um, breakthrough bleeds which is essentially where you're getting spotting or bleeding despite having taken the sugar pills and your period meant to be having skipped and I was also getting quite severe pains anytime that I would skip my period so I guess the luxury of like or one of the biggest luxuries of having the pill kind of wore off for me after a few years where it was becoming pretty clear that I personally shouldn't be skipping my period if I didn't want to feel the discomfort. I think a lot of other stuff happened for me um, over the time that I was on the pill that I probably haven't even reflected on or thought about for a very, very long time but the, the trigger eventually, cause I was on the pill for seven years. So the trigger eventually for me to come off was actually bodybuilding. I feel like, I feel like bodybuilding triggered a lot of different things in my life at different times for me. Um, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but yeah. So when I kind of had gotten into bodybuilding and we were looking at going into my prep, I began doing a bit more research on how birth control can affect weight loss um, and how it can essentially make it harder to in quotes, shift that last bit of body fat. And I'm not talking like that kilo that you've been looking at in the mirror. I'm talking like low body percent, like low body fat percentage shit guys. So (laughs) keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, essentially I began doing lots of research on that. I kept seeing bodybuilders on Instagram saying like they, you need to come off the pill if you're going to have a successful prep and this, that, and the other. So I decided, yep, I'm going to come off the pill. Um, that was one of my many reasons. And I had conversations with my coach, although I had pretty shit direction from my coach about coming off the pill. Like Obviously, you can never expect a coach who is not a doctor they're not a proper like a full on health professional to tell you, yes, come off the pill. Yes, no, don't come off the pill. But, you know, as somebody who had done bodybuilding preps herself, as somebody who had prepped a lot of other people, um, I I kind of in hindsight wish that I had a little bit more guidance or a little bit more education through he- through her as to whether or not to be coming off the pill. Um, So other than my bodybuilding motivation, the other motivations to come off the pill was that I couldn't skip my periods anymore. Um, The other motivation was that I actually wanted to feel what it was like to experience hormone fluctuations throughout the month. And I also had basically no libido. So that one also was quite a big reason for me because it was beginning to really interfere and impact in, um, my relationship essentially. Like it was very, it was a very difficult time where I was just like, absolutely had no libido and, you know, to communicate with somebody that it's, it's you, it's not them is so painful and cliche. So, uh, you know, as a couple, we kind of thought like, yeah, maybe coming off the pill is going to be the best out, like going to have the best outcome for me here so when you come off the pill it can take anywhere from one month up to potentially even like a year 18 18 months to get your period back and I was extremely extremely fortunate to get my period literally a month after um, I came off the pill which is which was perfect and I've had regular periods since being off the pill which is just awesome I'm so so fortunate for that to have occurred but So many things changed for me as soon as I came off the pill. So many, I guess, masked symptoms, so much extra pain. Um, So I guess initially like what I first really noticed when coming off the pill was that um, my periods were a lot more painful, which is super common for a lot of people. And I know it can make you want to go back on the pill because you're like, wow, no, no, this sucks. But I just think personally, This is going to be so different for absolutely everybody. So please do not think that I'm just like, oh, I hate the pill. I hate birth control. Like I'm definitely not for or against. I'm just, I'm for doing your own education. I do not think that we receive enough education before getting told to go on hormonal contraception. I think that is what I want you guys to understand about me is that if you're on birth control, I actually, I couldn't care less. My question is just, did you get the education that you deserved before making that choice? Was it an informed autonomous decision? Anyway, so I had extremely more painful periods and I would say I still get them. That definitely has not gone away. Generally on the first day of my period, I'm pretty wiped out. I'm pretty exhausted. Um, I generally don't exercise. Maybe I'll go for a walk, but I do avoid the gym more often than not. That's not something that I have set in stone, but it's just kind of like how I feel on the day and generally how I feel on the day is that I don't want to move. Um, I also had extremely bad acne. So growing up as a teenager, I never really got acne even before going on any contraception. I just, I didn't really get breakouts. And then coming off the pill, um, this was extremely, extremely hard for me to deal with. This was one of those things that really put a fucking stamp on any shred of self-confidence that I had. And at that time it wasn't a lot. Um, You know. So I would just constantly wear so much makeup and i had always been someone that wore a lot of makeup and would not leave the house without makeup and the skin, it just, it made it even worse. It made me not want to leave the house without any makeup at any point. I wouldn't want to go to the beach, Um, but I knew that the makeup was probably also making my skin worse. And it was this vicious cycle of, you know, me being really upset about my skin and having conversations with Pete and him being like, you need to wear less makeup and, you know, He was empathetic, obviously. Don't just think he was standing there going, wear less makeup, it's easy. No, no, no. He was very empathetic of like, I understand why you want to wear the makeup, but like we both know that it's definitely making your skin worse. And it was just this awful, awful cycle. And I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I think I probably struggled with this really poor skin for God, like maybe nine months or a year before I actually kind of received any sort of relief. It might have even been a little bit longer than a year, but what happened was that me and my friend, who honestly we never do our makeup together, this was like the one and only time I've ever done my makeup with this friend. But we were doing our makeup, and I turned to her, and I was like, "Oh my god, your skin is just amazing! It is literally glowing." And you know, obviously at the time, I'm looking at my own skin in the mirror, going like, oh, "Fuck me! Why does my face look like this? This is so annoying. How can I cover up these pimples? How can I cover up this acne?" And she told me about this this company in Brisbane. And now this is not sponsored at all, guys, but I cannot recommend this company enough to anybody. They are all online. Everything's via telehealth health and it's called curate. So Q R and then the number eight. And they're on Instagram and they're fucking phenomenal. And you will have a consult with an with a doctor, and they will look at photos of your skin and talk to you about your concerns. And then you will get a personalized um cream prescription for your skin. So for instance, um, my friend, she had a morning and a nighttime skin for myself. I only, um sorry, cream for myself. I only received a night crime, nighttime cream, but I also got put on a tablet called doxycycline. And then I recommended this brand to another friend. And for instance, she had a nighttime, a daytime cream and tablet. So it's all very, very personalized. What goes into your own cream or your serum, it's different to everybody's, um, I literally just cannot recommend it enough. Essentially like you will get a like three months worth of product. So you only need to be rebuying it for every three months. And for me, it was just so worth it because I was at Mecca buying skincare. I was at Sephora buying skincare every other week, trying to figure out what I needed to be doing to my skin. I was researching, I was trying just everything. um, And nothing has ever worked like curate, like my skin has cleared up so, so much. I I cannot rave about it enough. Um, if you want to know more or even if you maybe I'll post um, my photos tomorrow on Instagram. I don't know. But yeah, if you guys want to know more, feel free to send me a DM. I'm so happy to talk about it. I'm so happy to talk about pricing and everything as well. Um, but yeah, I Go, go to their Instagram, qr8 on Instagram. I just, they're fucking amazing. So that's me skipping ahead about kind of how I solved the problem with my skin. But going back to coming off the pill, obviously, um, yeah, I was having quite bad periods. Um, I also straight away noticed a complete change in my moods. I felt like a fucking weight had been lifted off me a weight that i didn't even know was there. So literally like a month or two after coming off the pill, i just felt so much lighter. I felt so much more optimistic. I, I i can't even fully describe it, but i was carrying this like not don't think of like use take depression as like a um describing word, but i was carrying around this like dark cloud, like this depression, this anxiety that i just didn't even know existed until coming off the pill and that to me is just so fucking wild that what is going on in your body is just so normalized because you've been on contraception for so long that you don't even stop and think like hey maybe this is not how you're meant to be feeling but i just i just had no idea so that was freaking incredible um noticing that when when i came off i also over the time since not being on contraception have noticed a complete change in the effects of sleep, good or bad sleep. Like they feel so much more significant. If I get a good night's sleep, I can notice the difference. If I get a bad night's sleep, I can notice the difference. Whereas when I was on the pill, I just feel like sleep was sleep was sleep and it didn't fluctuate. It didn't feel good or bad. It was just always the same. But I think the quality of sleep that I have now is just so, so different. And that's because sleep and hormones go like hand in hand. So it just makes fucking sense, right? Um, Something else that I think has just been so freaking incredible is actually being able to feel hormonal fluctuation, fluctuations throughout the month. So really I did a lot of research about the different phases of your cycle and what's meant to be happening. And this is something that I'm really going to be talking about at the girls' night in. is the different cycles of um your menstrual cycle and the different phases sorry of the menstrual cycle and really getting into like what generally happens to our body during that time because it is just so incredible and it's going to be different for everybody and obviously there's always going to be different factors that come into play like just because you're in your luteal phase doesn't mean that you have to feel more sluggish doesn't mean that you have to begin bloating like you know, it's just not that way, but it can also really help to rationalize why maybe you are feeling more sluggish or why your mood is super heightened or why you are stronger one week of the month in the gym compared to another month, um, another week in the month at the gym. So that has just been fucking amazing. And then speaking about exercising, I actually began sweating again, guys, which is so crazy, but hormonal contraception actually does interact with your sweat glands and how you produce sweat and how your body regulates temperature. And I remember saying it all the time. I would say it to my clients a lot, like, Oh, I just don't sweat when I, when I lift weights, I only sweat when I do really high intensity cardio. I'm just not a sweaty person. I can tell you that in the months and like over the year that I've not been on contraception, That's just not true. That's just not true. I sweat just like any other person now that I'm off contraception. And if that's not fucking wild, then I don't know what is because this fact blew my freaking mind. I want to go back to one of the main reasons though, why I wanted to come off contraception, which was my libido. And I guess this is the more personal part of the whole story because I genuinely for a really long time when I was still on contraception, I thought that I had vaginismus and with further research, I realized that I quite possibly could have still had that because vaginismus is something that you can overcome. It is something that is um, curable through potentially therapy, through exercises, through um, connection. So there's definitely like still the very big possibility that that is what I was suffering with at the time. But it made, um, you know, made intimacy very hard. And also just like not having that libido, not having that desire also makes it really hard. And when you're with a long-term partner, you begin to doubt. And, you know, is it that I don't have a libido or is it this person that's in front of me, this person that I feel like I still love so, so much, but why do I not have that desire anymore? And it's, it was really fucking hard guys. It was really hard and it was really complicated. And I don't know how deep I want to go into it at this stage, because I still think it's something that I'm working on and it's something that I'm working through. And like I said, it is a really personal topic for me, but I just want you to know that if this is you as well, if you're resonating to what I'm saying as well, like there's not something wrong with you. You're not broken. Um, Like, and I think that's like, that's something that I kept coming back to is that, you know, that, that I'm broken narrative. And I remember even speaking to friends about, Oh God, do I need to go and get therapy for past traumas? And obviously that's still something that I could definitely do, but you know, like I was looking at all the other ways that I could fix what was happening to my body, fixing the intimacy response that I was having when I think my number one step, my first step did need to be coming off hormonal contraception and like it's it's been the longest part of the process. It was one of the biggest drivers for the process, but it's also been one of the longest parts, you know, like my moods changed pretty quickly. My period came back pretty quickly. Obviously the acne came along pretty quickly as well. Um, I began sweating, I'd say probably after six or so months, but the libido is probably the longest, like that's been the hardest part of the journey. And, you know, like I said, if that's you as well, just, I, I feel you, I'm here for you. Um, if you need to message somebody, you can definitely always message me. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to touch on that again because that part of my journey is is certainly not on it's um over. It's it's gotten a lot better. It's gotten so much better, but it's definitely just certainly not over. And I'm so so fortunate to have a partner who is so patient and understanding and caring and just thoughtful and oh my god, all the things and it's going to make me really emotional cuz like I said, it's been a really, really hard journey. You know, you think about yourself as like a teenager and you're like, was that just all the hormones? Or was that like how I actually meant to feel now as an adult? Because being on contraception from being a teenager and then your early twenties, you skip this really vital part of feeling and understanding your body and learning who you are. And you just bypass that you just like shut it off. You just bypass it. Like, and to me, that's what hormonal contraception it's that's exactly what it did. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic and educating women about their cycle and giving them that power to actually understand what is happening throughout their menstrual cycle and you know, why they might be feeling one way and why a symptom might be happening to them and just all, all of the things, um, guys. So, again, that is why I've, I've, I'm doing, um, the girls night in 2.0. And that's why I chose this topic because there's just so much information out there that we do not know that people do not know, you know, women's health, researchers doctors they just they don't want to look at it they don't want to look at it um so it's up to us to really take our health into our own hands sometimes and educate ourselves and also i think educate our friends our sisters our mothers like educate the other women around us and the other men around us i think it's just such an important topic for everybody to to know and to have understanding of so if you are on the sunny coast or nearby and want to come for a bit of a road trip, um, Girls Night In is just going to be such a potent, eye-opening, expansive event with so many like-minded people, so many like-minded women. And it's just going to be so fucking fun and wholesome guys. And I, I literally cannot wait. So tickets are in the show notes. Don't, don't prolong getting your ticket too long. Cause like I said, There are limited spots and last time we had 13 incredible, incredible women come along to the event. I just, I cannot wait. So if you are interested about learning more about the menstrual cycle, about hormones, about your body, or you just want to get yourself in rooms with people who are on your fucking vibe, then Hit up the show notes or send me a DM if you would like to know more. It is on Saturday twentieth of May at World Gym Caloundra at five PM. I just cannot wait. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like I said at the start, it's been a really vulnerable one, and I might not have gone as deep as I kind of thought I was going to because I I did get a little bit um choked up there for a second, but. If you have any questions um, for me or would like to talk about your own journeys, please come to my Instagram DMs. Um, I would love to hear about your own journeys with contraception or, you know, with your cycle and, and just everything. I just think women's health is a topic that we need to be talking about more. So thank you so much, guys. Do not forget to give us five stars on Spotify, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and share this podcast to your Instagram stories. Share us with your friends and let the bloody world know that you love this podcast. Um, I would, it just would not be possible without you all. I love your feedback. I love hearing that you've listened to the episodes. Um, it just makes my freaking day. But I will talk to you in the next episode of the Most Delicious Life podcast. Love yous.